Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. It's Charlene Anderson, your wholesale sourcing expert, here on July 29th, 2020, with an Ask Me Anything today. Um, this comes up every couple months when, when I start getting a lot of questions in the group that I think can be better answered um, by speaking about them than writing. Sometimes they're complicated to write answers to, so I end up answering them live where I can get feedback um, from people who are listening and making sure that I've clarified everything as we move along. So the first thing I want to talk about is the Time Magazine article that went live yesterday. Um, the reporter and I spent a lot of time talking about Amazon and, and I was I taught her a lot about Amazon and she's a bright woman so she was more than willing to listen to the third party seller side of the story about um, what it is really like to sell on Amazon, not the get rich quick um, kind of thing that you sometimes see, but what it's really like to be in the trenches. And I give her a lot of credit. I, I was a bit nervous when I saw it went live, thinking, how have they screwed things up? How have they not gotten our side of the story across? I think she, she did a good job based on somebody who knew very little about Amazon selling um, when she started. And we had some good back and forth because she, she buys a lot from Amazon. Obviously, she's in Northern California and she's been under lockdown for quite a while and she buys a lot on Amazon so she sees it from that side and she had a lot of questions about why does stuff do this why does that happen and all that so I think all in all it was good information for for the general public to learn a little bit about Amazon selling and I don't think it was one of those articles like the guy who uh, went to the New York Times having bought all that uh, hand sanitizer and then dumping it on Amazon when no one could get hand sanitizer. This kind of gave another view of Amazon selling. So there we go. Um, it was interesting. It turned out as good as I could hope. Well, I wish there had been more detail about how emotionally difficult it is um, because I did talk about that quite a bit. But I think it's it was better than nothing. And it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens now that the the testifying is going to start Bezos and, and uh, the others that are going to testify starting today. That's, um, that was part of their timing with this article. When they, they started it, that wasn't in the, uh, in the mixer to be happening, but when it did, they wanted to hold off um, publishing till it was a more opportune time, so that's why it came out yesterday. So, and they did get Ron's photo, uh, photo credit fixed. I don't know how it got messed up so many times. Um, it took like four times for them to get it right. So considering, I think having checked some of their numbers and everything, those were, were fact checked upside down and backwards and all of that, but um, somehow they screwed up the photo credit four times. Um, they did want to take, they did want my Amazon store name, which I told her, I, I can't give it. I'm not gonna give it. And if that precludes me from speaking out in the article, well, so be it. Um, that um, I was not willing to do that. And then they wanted to send a photographer out. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that um, because of I've been home 100. And at that point, it was like 130 days. And I just don't want to be around somebody else. And then um, 
she says, well, can somebody take a picture? And I said, yeah, I got lots of pictures. Um, and then she says, could we have some of your products in the picture? And I said, no. And I explained to her why. I said, I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. Um, uh, right now, I want to check. Ellen says she can't hear. Matt, can you hear okay? Michelle said she could hear. So I want to make sure um, you guys can hear okay. Um, so let me know because I don't want to be talking to nobody. Um, so I'm going to get into the questions that came up um, in the group um, about issues um, that you are having uh, with, with Amazon and um, eBay and all that. So I'm going to start with the first questions. Kay asked, um, how are sales going on your Shopify site? How do you drive traffic to the store? I'm not having any sales and I'm not doing anything to drive traffic. That's entirely my fault. There is no excuse except I haven't done it. I could probably find the time if I really, really wanted to, but right now I'm working more than eight hours a day, which is something I didn't do pre-COVID. Um, so that's, that's my own fault totally. If I were to buckle down and try to drive traffic to the Shopify site, I would certainly uh, work on social media and, and working more with um, some of the influencers in, in the niche and all of that to, to get traffic there. But it has not been a priority and that's my own darn fault. Um, Kay also asked, are you seeing good traction for your products on Etsy? Yes. Um, and I haven't done anything more on Etsy than I've done on Shopify in, in, as to driving traffic. But because I'm they, just there and um, my products are well known by their brand name, I think that's been the help. Um, I could do a lot more for sure. Um, and I think if I didn't have products that had a, a recognizable brand name, then I would have to do more to get um, traction. So blame myself on it um, that I haven't done a lot. So I'm not going to blame Shopify or anything uh, like that. So the next question we have, and I'm scrolling through to find it, was from Sarah. And this is like a biggie, um, a biggie, biggie, biggie. Um, that has to do with her biggest supplier pulling the rug out from under. I mean, I don't want to say it, um, I don't want to sugarcoat it, but um, that's, that's kind of what's happening. And I'm going to find the actual question so I can read you in, um, in detail if I could find it. But, but basically, in a nutshell, um, Sarah's biggest supplier is saying that they will only sell to um, to store to Amazon sellers who also have a brick and mortar store, um, and they they based on the number she posted, they are a substantial part of her business, um, which is terrifying. It is terrifying, um, and I'm going to try to look at it from both sides of the coin because I've had a brick and mortar store um, before, and um, then look at it from our Amazon seller side and then kind of look at it from the, the wholesaler side too. Um, one, they are doing this in what they feel is an attempt to protect their brick and mortar stores. Okay, so yeah, I can say, you, you can say, yeah, well, we, we only want to sell to 
to brick and mortar because we want to protect them. Um, short-sighted, this is my view, very short-sighted for a couple of reasons. One, those brick and mortar stores probably have a very small geographic area that they draw their customers from, which means that you are leaving out a huge part of the population that aren't in the area where there are brick and mortar stores selling your product. Okay, so um, that would be a point I would mention to them that um, that there are not brick and mortar stores in every little town in the country. And if you want everybody to have this product, it it might behoove you to allow us to continue on selling on Amazon. We are not here to take business away from you, from your brick and mortar stores. We're here to supplement that. And um, I use that argument a lot. It's not always successful, but to me, that's the most logical argument. Because I live in a place where we don't have anything but tourist stores. I mean, really. And um, people have asked me, well, don't you go to Target to get that? We don't have a Target within 100 miles, you know. We don't have a Walgreens. We don't have a CVS. Um, so there are lots of small communities in the United States that are in the same boat I am. And there are those people who can't or won't drive to wherever they are, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the first thing I would point out to them. They think they're protecting their business when actually I think they're not. Um, I understand wanting to limit Amazon sellers, but I think this is the wrong way to do it. They need to keep the Amazon sellers who are performing well. Meaning, Sarah, if you are purchasing as much as you said in, in your post, um, I would guess that you are up there as one of their biggest suppliers. So that's going to take a lot of little mom and pop stores a long time to replace what you're doing. Um, performance, they need to look at performance issues and maybe base their um, who they choose to sell on Amazon on metrics, feedback, reviews, whatever. But I think just basing it on being a brick and mortar store is really, really short-sighted. Um, I don't I don't think that they have thought it through um, totally in that um, they they look at this as oh this is an easy way we can just cut everything else off I think they really really need to think about it a little more than they have so I would I would mention those two points to them um, and um, then see if they are willing to discuss keeping you as obviously a large purchaser with good metrics and excellent customer service and whatever you can do to convince them that you should fall out of this brick and mortar only thing. Um, it's a tough one. It's very tough. Um, now here's the flip side. If say they say no and they choose only to keep their brick and mortar sellers, this is me, and I would not continue to sell their product on, on eBay or, or Etsy or wherever else they are allowing it um, for a couple reasons. And you touched on one of them in your post, Sarah, that they could pull that rug right out from under you without notice also. Second, they, don't, they are trying to play one side against the other, which I don't like businesses who do that. Um, they are devaluing you and your business, which pisses me off that that businesses think they can do that. So I wouldn't, if they don't want to negotiate a way to keep you on Amazon, 
I would not continue to sell their product on other marketplaces. I have been in the position you're in, and I had an interesting thing that um, it was a product made in New Zealand, a line of products that have been around. I knew the father of the guy who's currently running it back in the 70s, and it's it's been around. The business has been around since the 60s, um, and they their U.S. distributor made this point to me, called me right the day after I got home from a trade show and I'd placed a big order and I talked with the son who is now managing there and explained to him how Amazon works and all that kind of stuff. Well, apparently she didn't like the idea that I was using Amazon to fulfill the orders. And she says, I could continue to sell on Amazon if I would ship them myself. She says, I don't like Amazon shipping the products, blah, blah, blah. And there was no logic be, be, behind her reasoning on this. She didn't get it. She just did not understand. I said, well, what if I sent the products off to a warehouse company that shipped them for me from orders on Amazon? And she says, that's fine. I said, well, that's what Amazon's doing. She said, no, it's not. No, it's not, et cetera. My God. And she was a really, really aggressive person on the phone. And so I said, fine, I just won't sell your product anymore. And it kind of stopped her in her tracks. She says, well, you can still sell it if you ship it. And I said, well, I'm not willing to do that. And she was like, oh. Long story short, the, they, this company was at the tr last trade show. Um, this was last summer 19. Um, and the son was there. I didn't even go in the booth. It's like, I'm not going to waste my time. You know, they, they basically told me I was not valued, et cetera. Um, and, um, the woman was not there and I'm, hmm, hmm, hmm. So I didn't think much of it. And, um, I got a call from a different person the other day who said, we'd love you to sell our, your products, you know, why aren't you? And it turns out that they had fired that distributor and now have another one who wants me to sell their products. Well, I'm not, I'm not willing to. It just left a bad taste in my mouth that I was not willing to get over because it wasn't a huge company uh, for me. Now, Sarah's Uris is huge and this is where you're just going to have to see in your gut what you feel about how it's going. Um, do you feel now that they've done this that they might change their feeling on eBay in three or six months? Um, I, I, this is one I would, I would tread carefully uh, before I say yes to the limitations they impose if they're not willing to negotiate about, um, about staying on. So as if, if things go south and... Um, they aren't willing to, then I think it's time and it's always time to look for new suppliers. Um, even if it's in a totally different niche, a different product. I mean, I've said over the years that you continuously have to be sourcing products. You cannot assume that everything will stay the same and that everything will be just fine with your suppliers. My biggest supplier right now, things are fine. We have a great relationship. Um, there is nothing hidden about me selling on Amazon and all that, but um, I'm still always looking for something else because you never know what will happen. Suppliers can go out of business. Suppliers can take months to get product to you, and you, you cannot be at the mercy of one big supplier. At least that's my opinion. Um, you have to have lots of irons in the fire all the time.
But my first suggestion, as I said before, would be to, to sit down and have a, a, a talk with them um, and just see and, and feel out, just ask them, what is your reasoning? You know, see if they will tell you exactly what their logical reasoning is about why they are not willing to keep you on. Um, and we will see, see what happens. Um, keep us informed in the group about what is going on with all of it, because I think we can all learn from this kind of negotiation um, and back and forth with suppliers. Um, I think as online sellers, we are devalued anyway. Um, so, um, so yeah, it's, it's a tough one. Um, that, um, um, you're going to have to work through it. Sarah, I see you said, I think we should take, take the buyout, um, if they won't let you sell through. Um, I think I would take the buyout now if they're not willing to negotiate. Okay. And you said the guy was rude. Yeah, they're scared. They're scared. And there's a point where there's no reason to be rude. I mean, I just don't get that. This woman was rude too. I do not get why there is this necessity or this feeling that we have to be rude to be a strong business person because it is certainly not true. I deal with enough suppliers who are, who are friendly and genuine and it's still all business, um, all business, but there is no reason to be rude. So I think maybe this might be kind of a little, I don't, it's not a wake up call, but it's a, the writing is on the wall, um, in that, um, um, in that they are, de they are devaluing you and your business. And I don't like that. And I don't like that. And um, as Wendy said, haven't they heard that many brick and mortar stores are closing? Yeah, I think this is a latch ditch effort on their part to try to save them. And one thing I can tell you is um, um, yeah, I'm Sarah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading some of these comments. I missed a bunch of these and I apologize guys. I, I didn't scroll down far enough. You were their number one seller on Amazon and they're willing to throw that away. Well, yeah, you know what I feel about that. Um, and you say the decision stands and you can reapply to sell next year. I wouldn't reapply to sell next year. I'd be done with them. They have shown their colors. They've shown they don't have any loyalty. Um, um, they, they show zero loyalty, um, that, that they are willing to throw you away at the drop of a bucket and say, yeah, this isn't important to us. They've shown their true colors. So, um, so what I would do is I would, you can either decide whether you want to sell through existing inventory. I don't see if they, if they, did they say they would, um, let you or they'll buy it back. Um, uh, I would say they need to buy it back and they need to pay the return shipping. They need to pay any removal costs for product you have at Amazon because that will be an issue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and yeah, the, the, as Sarah says, um, they think we took sales away from the brick and mortars that sell on Amazon. It didn't take into account the fact that we advertise that we saw on .mx and .ca, et cetera, et cetera. No, because they have no clue. They are used to the brick and mortar world. They are struggling to try to negotiate the online world and they don't get it. 
Um, so, Sarah, I don't, I don't know in this case if they, you have till 9-1 to sell through. That's not that much. That's only a month. So um, I might be tempted to see how the sell through goes and then pull the inventory and return it and buy it back. And I, yes, I think you sh that you should ask them, Sarah asked, should we ask them to pay the original shipping costs as well? Yes. They should pay what it costs to ship the item to you. They should pay the removal order and they should pay the cost to ship it back because this is nothing you have done wrong to cause this. So all of the money should be out of their pocket. Yes. As Michelle says, heck yes, Sarah. Yeah, this is one that you, you just be done. You know, you don't, you don't have to be nice and say, oh yeah, I'll eat the shipping. No, you don't. Business is business. They, they were willing to throw you away, so you need to get what you can out of it. Uh, prep cost, yeah, I certainly would. Um, and they only wanted to give you, Sarah says, they only wanted to give us two weeks to sell through, but our rep fought for 9-1. Yeah, your rep is a stand-up person, but they're not. And I'm going to guess that your rep is going to go somewhere else, too. This is just my gut feeling. I have no history. I know nothing about your rep. Um, and yes, um, they should pay prep costs. Here's let me let me get my thoughts back together. I think your rep will start repping other companies. They will probably leave this one and go somewhere else. So stay in touch with your rep because they might have a lead on other products. And I might I would ask them flat out right now. Do you know anything anything else that we can do here since they've been um, that they will. Um, the rep will, because this is their business, their money they're losing too. And they're probably angry as heck because they're losing commission on all of that stuff that you've been buying. So, um, so yeah, so Wendy says, you think they would actually pay all that? Wendy, you don't know till you ask. You don't know what they'll pay till you ask for it, right? They're not going to volunteer to pay anything extra. But you were out of pocket those expenses, their actions by closing down the Amazon marketplace to, to you are causing you to have to eat these costs and I wouldn't eat them. And um, Sarah says, I'm afraid if I ask for too much, they'll push back. Okay, what are they going to push back? What are they going to do if they push back? What are they going to say, we're not going to sell to you anymore? That's the worst they can do and they've done it already. Um, if, if you have the product at Amazon, and they push back, well, you can't sell through anymore. What legal grounds do they have to enforce that? That's my opinion, okay? I don't know that there are, I'm not a lawyer, and I'm not saying that this is, this is the law, but my gut feeling says you bought that in good faith. You bought it with them knowing you sell on Amazon. They've now changed the rules midstream. What are they going to do to you? I mean, seriously, what are they actually going to do yeah, and as Michelle said, push back with what? It can't get any worse. Um, just not, well, you know what? Sarah's worried about not getting all the money back. And um, I'm with Michelle on this one. Michelle, we're kindred, Sarah. She says, I push back either to allow you to sell through or this is what I require. And then Sarah, she's afraid they would refuse to buy back um, the inventory. Um how long do you think it would take? Um, well, Sarah, first of all, there's no unauthorized or authorized sellers. Sarah says, could they report us to Amazon as authorized or something? IP claims. Yes, they could. 
but you could fight that IP claim because you bought that stuff directly from them and you have the invoices. So what the hell? I'm sorry, this pisses me off no end that, that companies and, and Amazon has put this fear of stuff in us that they can do this. This just, because you have done zero wrong, zero nothing, 100%, you are totally in the right in this whole situation. Um, and Ellie says, I doubt they even know what an IP claim is. That's a good point, Ellie. I hadn't thought about it. They obviously don't know Amazon. So yeah, so. So how long do you think it would take to sell through the $25,000 worth you have at Amazon? And I'll wait for your answer now that I know to scroll to get through all this. Um, and Michelle says, I'm certain you could sue them for damages. Yeah, you could, but let's, I, I, I don't like suing um, because the lawyers are the ones who win. Um, so let's try to get, um, Let's try to get this done. So Sarah, how long would it take to sell through that $25,000 worth of inventory? Just roughly, you know, I guess. A month, six months, um, could you get through it by Christmas time? Q4, okay. Um, so here's, I'm thinking here's what I would do. And I'm gonna put myself in your position. I would go back and say, I have X amount of inventory at Amazon. We can do a couple things here. You can let me sell through all the inventory that I legally and rightfully purchased directly from you and you know I sold on Amazon. Or you can buy it all back right now at my cost plus these fees that I have incurred to make this stuff available for sale on Amazon. I have incurred shipping charges of the product I have incurred shipping charges to Amazon. I have incurred prep fees and I will incur removal order fees from Amazon and I will incur, fee, incur fees shipping the items back to you. Lay them out very clearly. So the ball is now in your court. You can let me sell through the product that I have sitting in 50 Amazon warehouses across the country because I bet if you look, they are in a lot more warehouses than you know. Um, so that's what I would do. Um, Sarah says, we did ask them to let us sell through the end of Q4 and they refused. They said it would go against the promises they made to other vendors. What the hell? But they don't care about the promise they made to you? Oh my God, Ellie. <laughs> Ellie just typed the same thing I just said. Um, uh, John made a very good point. John Wayne said, if you paid by credit card, you would you would have the option of threatening to speak to Visa, MasterCard, Amex about they've been treated by their merchant. This has worked for me a couple times, but who knows? Um, yeah, Ellie, I think Ellie is, is right. Someone put a bug in their ear. Someone is telling them, giving them wrong information about how Amazon works, et cetera, et cetera. And this is, this is what they've decided to be reactionary about it. I totally, totally believe that. I know that's what's happened um, in my case. And it's funny, I found out exactly who did it because they tried to do it to another vendor of mine who is a very good friend. And she told me who it was and what they were saying. And it was the exact words that this vendor was using to, to bump me off Amazon, exactly. So yeah, um, Sarah, that's a, so Sarah says, yes, she paid for everything by credit card. 
So that's a very good point, John. Thank you for thinking of that. I, that one didn't cross my mind. Um, that's one keeping your back, your back pocket. Um, I still would do the negotiation route first and lay out um, per unit what these fees are that you've incurred. So you can say, I have a thousand units in, and find, you can find the number, but just give an estimate of these Amazon warehouses. These are the costs I incurred in good faith based on your selling these products to me for resale on Amazon. And then lay them out per unit, five cents uh, to ship it to you, 25 cents to prep, 25 cents to ship to Amazon, 50 cent removal, 25 cents, lay them all out. Um, and then see what they say. Uh, Sarah says, isn't there a time limit on the credit card thing? It depends on the card. I've had Amex go back a year um, because there was, there was um, major issues involved. So I think it really depends on the card and it also depends on the agent you get making the um, dispute. Um, but I would do, I would do the negotiation first because you know what? I don't think they can legally stop you from selling that product on Amazon. So you could continue to sell through and not say a word to them, right? Um, yeah. So, so see what, see what have comes from this. I do think, yeah, the word, um, good faith. Yeah. Cause they did sell it to you in good faith that you, they knew you were selling on an Amazon. It doesn't look like, um, it's not like you were hiding the fact that you were selling it on Amazon and the fact you have invoices from them proving that you bought it directly from them. So how can they file and legally say that there's an IP claim when you bought it directly from them? Then they, then they would, to me, that's the point where, hello, Mr. Attorney, these people have lied about, me selling fake stuff. Look, I bought it right from them. And then I'd go after them for damages. Um, but, um, but there you go. Um, Beth says credit cards have a published time frame for their chargeback. Yes, they do. Um, Amex seems to be the one that's willing to bend the rules the most, but at least it's, it's another piece of, um, information you have, um, you have in your pocket. So, Sarah, I hope this covered enough to give you a little, um, ooh, Sarah just posted, I actually have a letter saying I have authorization to sell their stuff on Amazon through 2021, but the person who signed it is no longer at the company. Hmm, that's good to have. You are brilliant. Smart girl. Smart girl. I don't think it matters that they are no longer in the company as long as they had the authority from the company at the time to say that. So another piece to keep in your back pocket um, as, yeah, Michelle, Michelle, you are like on the same wavelength as me today. She thinks the letter still stands. As long as they had the authority to do it at the time they were employed by the company. Um, yeah. So, um, so there you go. So let me know um, in chat if we need to continue on with this because I'm more than willing because you guys have great ideas like John's, um, uh, credit card thing. Um, yeah, that you have a letter. Um, oh, Sarah just looked and it's actually the current CEO, current CEO who signed the letter. Oh my God, this is even better for you. I love this. So you put that in your negotiation thing. Look, I have this letter. 
I'm going to sell through my products if that's what you want to do. That's more ammo on your case. Michelle's on fire about it. You can tell I am too, right? I get so angry when people try to get, people try to screw other people over. That really makes me angry. Um, because you have done everything um, as should be done in business. You've been honest, open, above board. You have all the pieces in place, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then somebody's like, oh, the grass is greener over here. Um, we're just going to screw you over. It doesn't matter. I think Ellie's right. Someone put a bug in their ear or a group of their brick and mortars did or something. So yeah, they've shown, they've shown their true colors. Um, they will not change. Um, was it Maya Angelou who said, if someone shows you their true colors, believe them? Boy, when I read that, that was like a wake-up call because, you know, I had always, oh, they'll change, they'll get better, they won't do it again. Um, um, Michelle says she used to work in the legal field, so lawyers and lawsuits are familiar. And John Wayne said, game, set, match to Sarah. Um, Ellie says, I would just continue to sell if it was me and point out the letter. And her letter is through 331.21. And, um, yeah. So stand firm. Sell through. If they say anything, just say, hmm, Mr. CEO, you said I could sell through through 331.21. I'm going to continue to do this. Um, so, and Michelle's saying if you... Um, if you really want to put the screws to them, make you sell less than the brick and mortar. I think you mean at a, a lower price. Um, sorry, not sorry. Yeah, we're all on your side on this one, Sarah, because you have done everything right. You've done everything that I recommend all along the way. So good for you. I want you to realize it's not you. It's nothing you did. Um, it is just a, a business and a leader without um, a whole lot of integrity and and honesty that's what happened and i don't i don't mean to put a downer on the rest of the group but i bet we'll all run into at least one of them in our business career and if it's only one i think we we we're lucky um that we only see it once but it it is a wake-up call just like the not being able to ship into amazon was a wake-up call that we need to be in other marketplaces it's a wake-up call that we always need to be sourcing. Always. I've made a t-shirt about that back when merch first, first um, uh, started the group that was always be sourcing because you always have to. Um, so I'm going to read through the comments here. Um, Beth says, time to stand firm, as Charlene suggests. Um, Matt says agree sell through and Sarah asks they have no way to fight me on Amazon what if their sellers tells them to file an IP claim that's a possibility but what legs do they have to stand on on that IP claim and that's a case the minute if if they did that that's the minute I would find an attorney who is well versed in IP law and show him the letter from the CEO the invoices from them and go after Amazon and the company for damages at that point. I would, I would. Um, and as Michelle said, they can get into trouble for filing an unfounded IP claim. And she said, you have the invoices in a letter. Yeah, exactly. That letter is gold. Um, so that, yeah, it's always a worry that that'll happen, but boy, I don't think that, um, 
one that if they if they are at least the least bit smart that they will realize that they have no leg to stand on as an IP claim um, and then I would I personally and you ask my personal advice I would risk it I would sell through the product I would tell your sales rep based on the letter I have from Mr. CEO of the company we have decided that we are going to sell through the inventory we have um, on Amazon on 331.21 when our letter of authorization runs out if we have any inventory left at Amazon we will remove it on that date and stop sales of the product that's what I would say so um, they brand registry it yeah they're brand registered they own the trademark to the name you bought the products from them it's not like you bought them from Walgreens and are reselling them in that way where you can't prove they are real. Um, you can prove everything because you bought it from them. You have invoices. You have a letter saying you're authorized. And I would remind them with a copy of the letter um, that you have authorization. And I think I would go through your sales rep who is on your side and remind them of the letter you have um, and remind them that you have this inventory and as Beth said brand registry doesn't automatically grant blocking privileges believe me I know that because the brands I registered um, for some of my vendors there's not that kind of control their only um, control is as as um, uh, Michelle said they could only report you as counterfeit but you have the proof that your product is legitimate yeah exactly exactly so there's my piece of advice and the advice of about a dozen very smart people in the group um, and as Thalia said they can buy back what you if you have any left by 331 my guess if you said you'd sell through fourth quarter you won't have any left and then you can be done with that in the meantime um, keep um, keep looking for new suppliers um, the interesting thing is is when I gave up or decided I wasn't going to use this supplier I found another one that was way better it took a couple weeks but way way better in totally different related craft niche but way way better pleasant people to deal with there's zero competition for their products on Amazon um, and um, they're a pleasure to deal with a pleasure to deal with so that's good so use your rep as your go-between and um, and see how it goes and please keep us in the loop um, in the group because we all kind of feel vested in this I know the way everybody got so fired up because um, it can happen to us so yeah and as Michelle said brand gating is totally different than brand registry and my guess unless they're a fortune 500 company they aren't going to be able to do brand gating now it's a whole different kettle of fish brand registry right now what it does it gives them the opportunity to add um, video advanced a plus content to their listings and things like that it doesn't mean they can say who sells and who doesn't Amazon has said that they their brand registry is not intended to control supply chain issues is what they say um, and they're looking at unauthorized sellers as supply chain issues um, so there you go Sarah says she'll keep us posted thank you all so much well this was good because it it got me thinking about different things and thank John for the credit card thing I wouldn't have thought of that 
and I don't know why because I love my credit cards for that reason. I mean, Amex has been fabulous. I had a, a uh, I ordered some stuff for the um, the cruise that didn't happen, some luggage tags and stuff, and tracking showed it was delivered to a person in Florida instead of me, and I never got them. So, so I filed a claim with Amex saying, oh, I contacted the company first. And they said, oh, yeah, we're having back-end issues, blah, blah, blah. Um, I said, well, can you send my stuff? Well, no, you got your stuff. I said, no, I didn't. You did deliver it to somebody in Florida. I'm in Wyoming. Well, tracking shows is delivered, so too bad. It's like, oh, yeah, don't wave the red flag in front of the bull, too bad. So they, um, so I filed a dispute with Amex. I sent the screenshot of the tracking show, showing it was delivered to someone in Florida. Do you know about a week after I filed that dispute with Amex, and it was $31, it's not like it was a ton of money. Um, after I filed that dispute with Amex, I got an empty flat rate priority envelope, one of the paper ones, from this company. It was empty. There was nothing in it. And then they uploaded that tracking to Amex as the dispute to show it was delivered. They're not as smart as Charlene. I knew when I saw that envelope come and could feel it was empty, I videoed opening it up and there's nothing in it. And I sent that to Amex and yeah, they, uh, they, with, they um, sided with me on the claim. I mean, how low can you go, right? It was $31 retail a product. So you spent $8 to mail me an empty envelope to try to prove to Amex that you actually sent me the products? Please. Um, my, I am guessing that they had more than one issue with Amex um, on the whole thing, on the or credit card dispute-wise, and they, they were probably feeling that they might lose their, their merchant privileges with Amex, and they thought this was a way to at least get rid of one of them. But it wasn't. So anyway. Um, that being said, I think we've gone through um, through Sarah's issue. She said she has to run and she'll keep us informed. Um, thank you guys for the, the group think knowledge. That was fabulous. I love solving problems that way. Um, if you have any more questions, put them in chat right now. So if And I'll give it a minute to, to roll through since I now know where to scroll on the chat. Um, I'll answer them. But if not, then... Um, I'll sign off in a minute. What I've been doing with these Facebook Lives is I have been um, extracting the audio from them, clipping the front part off so it starts out nice and neat, and they go up on um, TalkShoe on the regular podcast page. So those of you who like to listen to them as podcasts, get them that way, since there's actually no video. But I do like this Facebook um, Live um thing because it seems to be much more stable than talk she was for the live podcast so so that's the solution i have come across for people who like it on as a podcast and like being on facebook too so since no other questions have come through the chat i'm going to sign off for today thank you all for all your input um thanks to sarah and Kay for the questions and we will see you in the group stay safe everybody and bye bye